Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845-800-760-1845-800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. The motorsports world is where legends are made, the unthinkable happens, and barriers are broken. One man harnesses the power of an industry every week. This is the General Tire Down and Dirty Show, powered by Polaris Razor, with Jim Beaver. Back in the saddle here on the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Big show today. Lots to talk about. Lots of news. We also have the Olympics going on. I mean, this is uh, there is all kinds of stuff to talk about. Got a couple of amazing guests. We got uh, Chris Leone. He is on site at the New England Forest Rally. I don't know if you heard the news, but he is back. The legend returns. David Higgins is racing the New England Forest Rally. Dropped that news uh, uh, a couple days ago, as you guys may or may not know. I am also David's agent and manager. So, uh, yes, David will probably be a guest on the show here upcoming very, very soon. But he is on the stage of the New England Forest Rally, battling with Pastrana, Block, and uh, all the usual suspects. And uh, going to be really exciting to watch that. we got Chris Leone calling in live from the New England Forest Rally here in hour number two. We've also got guest Andrew Carr. Carlson, Red Bull athlete, short course star, been just absolutely killing it on the championship off-road schedule, and uh, he is going to be one of our guests today, as well as a very good friend of mine, automotive influencer. She goes by 4x4 Barbie on social media, but my good friend Pleasant Cook, Pleasant will be on the show as well. Uh, That girl, she is, uh, you know, she's been a friend of the show for a very, very long time. It's been great to see her career kind of uh, uh, skyrocket the last few years, and a huge social media following always fun to catch up with pleasant so lots to talk about in addition like i said before we've got the olympics we got formula one drama we got news out of the off-road world we got the biggest um single day off-road race in the united states coming up here in two weeks i will be racing that uh, and that is the best in the desert vegas torino and in addition to that next week i am doing a show live on site from the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally in Sturgis, South Dakota. So I am going to be journeying across the country to South Dakota with Fistful of Bourbon. Uh, my good friend Anthony Bollinger, you know him as a guest on the show. Yes, Fistful of Terry. He's going to be co-hosting with me. We're going to have Tim Montana and a bunch of different guests lined up, and I am really looking forward to that. going to be one hell of a fun show. And, uh, yeah, can't wait to get to Sturgis first time. And, uh, yeah, I'm going with a whiskey company. What could be better than that? So, uh, yes, big show today. Lots to talk talk about lots of news hit me up at Jim Beaver 15 on social media if you got any questions for guests or me that you want answered and uh, with that we are going to take a short commercial break when we
come back, we're getting right into things right here on the Gentle Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in wet and dry conditions, or a summer performance tire designed with a driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the all-new G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, cruising with the Down and Dirty Radio Show since 2012. You want extreme performance, reliability, and the most fun you can have on four wheels? The Polaris Razor brings it to you. But you don't need to take my word for it. You can take theirs. I'm Tanner Faust, and I choose the Polaris Razor because it's the most fun you can have with a steering wheel. What's up? I'm Ronnie Renner, and I choose Polaris Razor because it's the sickest, most reliable side-by-side on the planet. What's up, everybody? Heavy D from Diesel Brothers. Listen, I'm on Team Razor because it's hands down the best piece of machinery on the planet. I'm RJ Anderson, and I choose Polaris Razor because it's the most fun, most capable machine. Action sports stars, TV personalities, and some of the best race car drivers in the world all choose Polaris Razor because it's the ultimate combination of power, suspension, agility, and fun. Find out more information on the web at PolarisRazor.com or follow at Polaris Razor on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and use the hashtag RazorLife to share your story. Conditions off the pavement are always changing, so why settle for a light bar that just turns on and off? The Rigid Adapt is a revolutionary new light bar that will automatically select from eight beam patterns that range from a widespread 90-degree flood to a 15-degree spot based on your vehicle's speed. Try that with your knockoff light bar. A dash-mounted controller allows the user to toggle between adaptive mode beam patterns and RGBW accent lighting. With Adapt, it's easier than ever to own the night. From the 2018 Master Distillers of the Year comes a bold new American whiskey and fistful of bourbon. Their whiskeys have been award-winning for generations. Now they're going all-in on bourbon, blending five straight whiskeys to create a big, balanced bourbon that stands apart from everything else. So grab yourself a fistful of bourbon, a blend of five bourbons created with over 100 years of whiskey blending experience. It ain't just a bourbon, it's a damn fistful. Please enjoy responsibly. When looking for a new wheel for your off-road vehicle, car, truck, or UTV, the choice is easy. You choose what the pros use. Rob McCachron, Keegan Kincaid, and myself, Jim Beaver, all exclusively use Vision Wheel, whether we're dominating Baja, taking the cup at Cranon, or shredding UTVs. Vision Wheel's trend-setting designs and durability will set you apart from the competition and your friends. Check out visionwheel.com or at Vision Wheel on social media to learn more. Like what you hear? Catch all the back episodes of the Down and Dirty Radio Show on Apple Podcast, and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Welcome back to the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Getting things kicked off today. We got a big, big show. We got Andrew Carlson. We got Pleasant Cook. We got Chris Leone calling in live from the England Forest Rally. We got David Higgins making his return to uh, stage rally after a year and a half absent we absence we got uh, championship off road happening at dirt city uh this weekend as well man big stuff in addition we got the olympics going on so uh you know we we have a ton to dissect a ton to jump into um i am getting ready to do vegas torino in two weeks before that though next week i'm going out to the sturgis uh, the Sturgis Rally there in uh, South Dakota. 
So if you guys are uh, heading out to Sturgis, if you're a motorcycle fan, I know there's an Ultra 4 event there as well. If you guys are going to be in the Sturgis area, hit me up. I will be there next Thursday through Monday. Uh, we're going to be doing a live radio show on site with my partners and friends at Fistful of Bourbon. Uh, so if you want some whiskey, you want to have a good time, uh, definitely uh, hit me up. And, uh, you know, I would love to uh, meet up with some fans of the show, listeners. But I will be on site at Sturgis and definitely looking forward to that. Going to be some epic good stuff happening um, and uh, first time ever for me going to Sturgis, so I really don't have any idea what I'm in for, but uh, I know it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah, Sturgis coming up for me, but uh, that uh, leads us to this weekend. Before we get to that, I want to talk a little bit about David Higgins making his return to U.S. Stage Rally, and uh, this is uh, this is big. This is really big. Uh, you know, obviously, David, uh, uh, you know, one of these iconic North American rally drivers, uh, one of the winningest guys of all time in North America, off-road Hall of Famer. And, um, you know, it's it's been really, really cool to see the fan feedback online with him returning to stage rally this weekend. I know uh, uh, with Chris, we're definitely going to jump into that even deeper. Um, but uh, it's got me really, really excited. You know, do, do I think he's got a good shot to win? Oh, absolutely. But I think there's five guys that have a really good shot to win. Um, but uh, I think with David uh, making this return, um, it really, really uh, puts a, a light back on stage rally in the United States. Uh, you know, especially with uh, with some of the European fans. You know, I think with David being, uh, you know, being from the UK, it, it you know, and him not competing last year, I think it really, uh, you know, some of the people kind of quit paying attention. And now I think with him being back boom there you go um you know spotlight back on so really excited to see the way things shape out uh there at the new england forest rally uh, i think this is uh it's a big one pastrana block higgins seminick uh you know and then uh, barry mckenna you know kind of your top five uh, uh drivers that are going to go out there and really have a shot at a win and uh, man this is going to be one that is really going to be exciting to pay attention to at dirtfish's website over the course of the weekend and see how it plays out um so yeah, that's happening. And then, uh, you know, obviously, um, you know, some big news, uh, you know, coming out uh, a week or two back. But Ken Block doing the Baja 1000, teaming up with uh, 15-year-old Phenom jo- Jack's Redline, as well as uh, Baja champ from two years ago, uh, um, Alan Ampudia. So, uh, man, between Ampudia, Block, Redline, uh, you want to talk about a, a triple header of uh, of drivers that uh, that are all very very competent. Uh, it's going to be interesting how this uh, how this team uh, you know it, it does and attacks things. But uh, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing the way this plays out. Um, you know, Block obviously uh, he's a stage rally veteran. I never really done much uh, desert racing, but uh, he can drive just about anything. And I think uh, you know him doing Vegas Torino is going to be a nice tune up here in a couple of weeks, and uh, we'll really get a glimpse at uh, you know how things uh, look. Uh, for for Baja come uh, later in the year, so uh, uh, yeah, that's some big news coming out of uh, the world of off road. Um, you know, one of the big things, and I know the opening segment, you never quite know where I'm gonna where I'm gonna go with it, but uh, you know, the U.S. Olympics, uh, you know, the Olympics is going on, and uh, for the first time ever, they brought in um, uh, some action sports. You know, you got surfing, BMX, skateboarding. Kind of cool to uh, to see that, and I know there there's. There's been a lot of memes going around. There's been some people, you know, talk skateboarding and, and really kind of uh, um, been brutal on the U.S. skateboarding team, you know. And, uh, you know, and I know they're saying, oh, well, we didn't bring our A team and this and that. And, you know, why did we get beat? Why was there so many falls in the Olympics and things like that, you know. And 
Um, gymnastics, they don't fall as much. And, you know, it's a judge discipline. Why is skateboarding? Why is there, you know, guys falling? Things like that. And um, I guess, you know, part of me goes, we did bring our A-team. I mean, you got Nigel Houston, which I, I'm not going to put street skating competition and street skating, you know, in general in the same category. But Nigel globally recognized, you know, unarguably is probably the greatest competition street skater currently in the world. Uh, you know, he was there representing the United States, you know, and obviously we had Jagger Eaton who ended up taking a third, but everybody's going, well, why, why, you know, this and why that? And, you know, and, and we fell too much and, and skaters fall too much. And why, you know, why isn't that, you know, like gymnastics where they nail everything. And uh, I'm looking at it and going, you know, they are very similar, right? Individual sports where you're judged, you know, on your performance and, and the, you know, basically the difficulty of your routine or the difficulty of your tricks um, determines uh, how, you know, and how well you execute them determines how well you do uh, scoring wise. Right. Well, I think the big thing that you've got to that you've got to take into consideration here is there are a lot of similarities in gymnastics and skateboarding. The biggest difference, though, biggest difference in my eyes is that if you Walk, walk. If you compete on balance beam, you compete on floor, compete on vault, compete on uh, you know bars, whatever you compete on, um, it's the same. You can go to uh, a set of uneven bars in Japan. You can go to a set of uneven bars in New York City. You can go to uh, a set of uneven bars in you know Toronto, Canada, uh, Mexico City. Europe, um, you know, right here in Parker, Arizona, and you know what? It's going to be the same. Same with the balance beam. Same with vault. All the dimensions, everything's the same. So what you're looking at can be replicated anywhere in the world. Thing with skateboarding and BMX, for that matter, and actually surfing, depending on the waves, it's not. A skate, a skate park that, you, that say, Jagger Eaton, you know, rides in Phoenix, Arizona versus a skate park at the Olympic is different. So if he can kickflip something in Phoenix, it doesn't necessarily mean he can kickflip something in Japan um, because the gaps are different. The transitions are different. The size is different. The layout of the skate park, the flow of the skate park. There's so many things that go into it. And I'm not making excuses for, for Team USA and Nigel Houston. Nigel just had a bad day. He, he, he can adapt. He can overcome. I mean, he's one of the best skaters in the world. I mean, the guy literally, um, you know, is, is a machine. He's a robot. You caught him on a bad day. And, uh, you know, I think he was a gold medal favorite going into things, you know, hands down. And, uh, you know, he, he laid an egg, you know, quite frankly. And I'm a big Nigel fan. And, you know, he's, I guarantee you four years from now, skateboarding's brought back. Nigel's probably going to win the gold um, because he's going to have a chip on his shoulder. But uh, I'm just saying that the difference is, is, you know, is something that you compete on in gymnastics and something you compete on in skateboarding completely different. You can have a 12-foot vert ramp that, you know, and it's going to be different from from city to city. Just transition is going to be a little different. Coping, lip, dimensions. It's not like gymnastics where everything is a set standard. And I think uh, you know the minute we do that in skateboarding is actually going to be horrible. Um, nobody wants that. You know, it's going to get rid of the creativity of the sport. But I think that's why you saw more falls than you thought you would have. You know, these are the best skaters in the world, and yeah, they still do fall at times because. Uh, Things are so different anywhere you go. So, uh, yeah, just thought I'd chime in a little bit on that because I've seen a lot of it on social media recently and uh, thought I'd, uh, you know, defend skateboarders in general a little bit because, yeah, I do skate.
those of you following me on social know that. But, yeah, we're going to take a short break. We come back. Uh, yeah, we're still firing here right here on the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show powered by Polaris Razor. You're listening to the Down and Dirty Radio Show powered by Polaris Razor. All killer and no filler. Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with a sun protection factor, or SPF, of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. UVA rays age the skin. UVB rays burn. And both cause cancer. But the perfect sunscreen doesn't count if you use it wrong. Don't need sunscreen on a cloudy day? Wrong. 80% of UV rays still get through the haze. Only use sunscreen at the beach? Nope. Anytime you're outside, UV rays attack the skin, so you need protection. And you have to reapply sunscreen every two hours. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Welcome back to the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. I'd like to welcome my Polaris Razor and Vision Wheel teammate Andrew Carlson to the line. Andrew, man, uh, home track, big weekend for you guys. You got to be pretty stoked here sitting here on a Monday. Yeah, no, for sure. It was a it was a good weekend. We came away with three out of four podiums. Uh, the Razor was ripping. Um, yeah, it was the first time I've ever swept a weekend in all my racing, so that was pretty cool to do, uh, especially in front of the home track. Uh, in the Razor. So, yeah, it was an awesome weekend, and we're definitely feeling good on a Monday for sure. 
Yeah, you know, and that's that's the funny thing. Sweeping a weekend, I don't think people realize how hard it is, and and to do it in pro mod, which you did, like to me, that's arguably one of the toughest divisions in off road. I mean, I'm not saying it's the fastest division, but it's got to be one of the toughest. I mean, I'm just looking down the list of you know you Van Epperin, uh, you know we got Robert in there. I mean, there's just a, it's just you know you got Elliot Burns. I, I mean, I can go down the list of drivers and racers, and I'm like, dude, this is uh, this is no easy feat to be sweeping a weekend in pro mod, man. Yeah, you know, it's fun. I think there's been, coming into the weekend, there was four different guys that had a, uh, a win. Kyle Cheney had one, I had one, and then both of the Nippern boys had one. So um, points were tight. Um, luckily, Cheney had a few breakdowns, so he was a little bit back. But, um, you know, it wasn't to the point where someone had kind of established dominance. We came out the first weekend and went 1-2, uh, left with the points lead, and then um, the Yamahas were fast at Crandon. Um, and, and won both days. So, um, you know, coming into here, I knew that I kind of had to switch the momentum up if I was gonna gonna get this lead and um, you know just establish the dominance. So I feel like we have in the car. Um, the thing's just on rails. Um, we've been working really hard on it. Um, just been really fine tuning it this year. Last year, we were just trying to get it finishing races and then being up front. And, and now that we put that work in, I feel like um it's showing so we got our setup really dialed the tires are working really great um we got you know just the little stuff a little clutching and making small suspension adjustments here and there and um when you can start focusing on that little stuff because your whole program's that far along it, it really helps and then uh you know just as a driver it gives me a lot of confidence i know i know i can go in that thing um and drive it 100 percent as fast as i can go um so it was cool. It was a good weekend for sure. Yeah, and I, you know, obviously we saw some speed out of it last year, but I feel like this has been almost like a two-year project with this thing in Pro Mod because, like you said, last year you, you know, we knew it was quick, but this year I feel like you put it all together, and and I don't think a lot of people realize that sometimes in short course with the new builds and new new platforms, whether it be Pro Four or UTV, like I feel like sometimes you almost need a year of development work to get something up to speed, and I feel like you guys have found the secret sauce this year, man. Yeah, for sure. And last year we were by ourselves, right? We uh, there was really no other pro mod, uh, especially a, that that new brand new Pro XP last year. Um, we were the first ones to to go short course racing with it. Um, you know, Ronnie and a lot of the guys on the West Coast that were still racing, they were sticking with the Turbo S and and even the Desert guys. Like none of them had switched to it yet. So um, I knew that that chassis had a lot to promise, and it and it was super super solid car. Um, and now you see like Guthrie and a lot of these guys going to it this year, but we really broke the mold on it and, and, and had it right fresh. And, um, you know, that comes with its challenges. You know, it's always exciting to get a new chassis, but you got to keep your fingers crossed and hope you don't stumble upon something that you didn't know, or, you know, certain parts that um, weren't the same from one or the other. So not only had we not raced pro mod ever before, but, um, no one had raced that chassis. So, I feel like it, it definitely paid off this year. And then um, my buddy Robert saw the dominance we had. He he helped me a little bit um, last year, and um, but he was busy with his own program in the RS1. And then uh, this off season, you know, I really I have I dabble a lot in CAD and in 3D modeling and stuff. And um, I had some really good ideas that I wanted to try. Um, but I also firmly believe in if it's not broke, don't fix it. Um, and I didn't want to bite off more than I could chew this year. So. Um, I had plans to build a new car. We, we started testing in this other with uh, our, our current car that we've been running, and it's just 
we're we're getting it even faster and faster. So I didn't want to bite off more than I can chew. And, and Robert actually made the switch to go to ProMod. So I I helped him build the car. I basically did the whole thing in CAD and, and handed the file over to him, knowing that, you know, I said, hey, let's keep this between us. But at the same time, I want to learn whatever is going to, what we're going to gain here. So I actually got a car on the fixture table right now. We're, we're making some tweaks to it. So that's the exciting thing for me is like, I feel like we're in a, a heavier car right now and in more stock and, and, uh, and there's even more to gain. So um, to come off a weekend, sweeping it, feeling like we, we got the, the speed to win. And then to know that there's more available too, is uh, it's exciting. And these cars are so fast and, um, but it's such a balance of finishing and then not pushing too far and, and it has to be durable. And, uh, I think each one, every time someone goes out and wins, the other guys try to push their cars further. And eventually you get to a point where, um, you gotta be finishing to be up to, to be up front. So, yeah, well, and I know in your case, you're, you're not only running pro mod with Polaris, but you're, uh, you're running the pro four. How is that on any given day, man? You're bouncing back and forth between the two vehicles. Obviously both of them all wheel drive. I'm sure that that makes things a little bit easier, but uh, any adjustments when you're jumping back and forth between the two vehicles that you have to like consciously flip a switch to do it? Being completely honest, no, there's not a big difference. And that's the cool thing. We, you know, that was a big reason we parked the pro two last year um, because it is such a big difference between the pro two and the pro four. It's a different driving style. You, the way you enter the corners, just the way you attack the track, um, you have to be aggressive in both, but in very different ways. Um, you know, in the Pro 4 is a newer thing to me. Uh, this is only my fourth season in the class. Um, and, and yeah, some would say that's a long time. But th- those trucks, when you look at Kyle and Grease and a lot of these guys, that they've been driving that that style for a long time. And they're, and they're still progressing and still getting faster. And um, it's no small undertaking. No one just, I mean, you see it with, Cal Chaney and, and Scotty Lawrence and a couple of these other guys that jumped in last year for the first time. Um, they're not hitting the box even because it, it's so hard to, to just get up to speed in these trucks. Cause they're, um, it'd be one thing if there was like a semi pro class, but you're racing the best in the world. I mean, Johnny and Kyle and all these guys individually have more championships than I've even years raced off road. So, um, it's tall order to be out there, but, um, we got an awesome team behind us, all the sponsors that are helping us get out there. Um, we've really pushed our program and, and that's, you know, I think it, we show it when, when everything we do, whether it's ERX or the race team, we, we don't want to bring a knife to a gunfight. So, uh, so obviously it, it takes a lot of time and a lot of hard work, but, uh, we're progressing. I feel like we're getting faster in the pro four and, and one big piece of it is, is having everything in my program pushing me faster in that car and we just felt that pro two it wasn't i was either getting faster in one or the other and um you know and and we made the switch to pro mod last year and we did better in both vehicles you know than than we expected uh in the pro mod especially because we we hadn't raced in it but the pro four we we got a lot faster um throughout the year and we were pushing for wins at the end um we had some some tough breaks where we were leading and we should have got a win and and we didn't but i feel like we're much more of a threat and uh yeah, ultimately just getting faster. Yeah, well, that being said, I know this is a big weekend for you, not only, uh, you know, sweeping the weekend in Pro Mod, 
but this is your home track. I mean, ERX, I mean, your family stakeholder in the, uh, you know, in the facility there. Uh, you know, I've seen that I've been going to ERX for five, six years now, back before, uh, you know, short course races were even had there. And I've seen the growth of it and the beautiful facility you guys have there. But how is that to be able to race, you know, basically in your backyard? I mean, there's a lot of people that have a hometown track, but not many people actually share their race shop on the same property as a track. I mean, how is that to have all these crowds, all these fans come in and, and you know, and, and be racing in front of you know pretty much everybody that you know it's awesome you know it, it makes the podiums a little more emotional and i we because so much hard work goes into it um but at the same time when i don't do well i, I feel like <laughs> it's a lot of pressure and it's kind of like oh we've asked ourselves in years past when we've come our way with no podiums or no wins we're like man what are we doing this for like um, not that we're quitting it's just like challenging ourselves like okay hey, we got to do this we want to we want to come out and 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 show that we're you know we're dominating and we're doing well so um obviously having a weekend like we did it, it was really good um we had some trouble in the pro four and and didn't end up getting a win like we really wanted but uh hit the box third um and then had a mechanical on on the second day but it's fun it it honestly it, you get in your routine and we're mid-season now so you kind of get your okay like we're gonna go to riders wing in the morning and we're gonna kind of check over the trucks, make everything's good, you know, start watching the track midday, you know, trucks are done around three o'clock and then we're, and then we're ready to go racing by five or six at ERX. It's like get pulled 17 million different directions, try to, and then like my biggest concern is like setting our alarms on my watch so I don't miss my race. Cause we got so much going on and, and not only am I trying to watch the track and, and see where the, the fast lines are developing, but at the same time, like give input, like, Hey, we need to knock this down. This is going to start wrecking trucks or someone's going to get hurt here or, you know, or just what we, we're always trying to make the racing better. And that's why we have split lanes and a lot of this stuff. And a lot of it, it takes, it takes effort to make sure that the track is even because it's real easy to just let the thing go and, and get one lined. And, and then you, then you don't have great race. And I think everything I've heard from the weekend, everyone's saying like, that was the race of the year already in pro four, you know, the most passing we've had and, and just, awesome racing and, and there's a lot of effort that goes into that it's not you know I, i'm not i don't want to brag but i'm not saying we didn't just stumble into that um you know we're very you know we're, we're planning how we're building this track and and even the sequence of turns and how we're how we're setting up the dirt for the split lanes to get them to hold up and and certain stuff so it definitely makes the weekend super busy it's uh it's definitely if we're just focusing on going out and put the just winning, just winning the pro four, it'd be a lot easier to not have a race, <laughs> but, um, obviously we love off road and we want to get back and we want to do it, um, the best we can and, and show people that, um, you know, this is a, a cool track to come race at. And I think everyone loves coming here. So that you, we obviously get a lot of, get a lot of warm fuzzies just from having people come here and, and race on our track and, and enjoy it like we do. That's why we're all here in the first place. Cause it, it's fun and we, and we like doing it and like doing it around people that, have similar interests. So, um, it's definitely, I think it's not as easy as it probably looks, um, just racing at the home track. Right. And, and I've even told people like, did how different that track is when you have hundreds of cars on it all day, you know, there was 56 classes that raced on it. Um, I don't care how many practice laps I get, I'm never going to get it that rough or that packed or that blue group. So, um, it's a huge adjustment for me too. Like I'm used to this track a certain way. And then all of a sudden all these people show up and now there's big holes everywhere and slippery and, 
um, it, it changes our setup. So it, it kind of almost sets us into like a, Hey, don't even plan on being like it is for, for testing. So, yeah. um, but it's good. I, I love it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it or have it any other way. All right, we are, uh, we're going to pump the brakes here for a second. We're going to put a pause on this uh, epic interview with my good friend and uh, Polaris Razor teammate Andrew Carlson because we have to, uh, we got to jump to a commercial break, but I promise when we return, we will have more with Andrew Carlson. And don't forget, still coming up, hour number two, we got Pleasant Cook. We also have Chris Leone calling in on site from the New England Forest Rally. So all of that to come still right here on the Gentle Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. I'm Polaris rider Jim Beaver. I race trophy trucks professionally, host a down and dirty radio show, and also travel the country announcing motorsports events. I've seen it all, and trust me, I've done most of it, so when it comes time to relax on the weekend, nothing is better than taking time with my family in our Razor vehicles. They've got the reliability I need to just pick up and go explore the desert dunes or trail and have the capability to attack even the harshest terrain. If you're looking for some of the most reliable and safest and hands-down most capable off-road machines in the world, look no further than Polaris and their award-winning lineup of Razor vehicles. Whether you want your daughter to experience off-road driving for the first time in a Razor 170 like me, take the entire family out in a Razor XP4 1000 on the weekend, or shred the desert and dunes in the all-new Razor XP 1000 Fox Edition, Polaris has you handled. Take my advice and join me and some of the best drivers in the world by driving a Polaris Razor. Check out the full Polaris Razor lineup at Polaris.com or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Polaris Razor. Your life demands a tire that provides durability, comfort, and performance, and that's what General Tire delivers for you. From the all-season grip of the Grabber UHP to the comfort and on-road manners of the Grabber HTS to the durability and off-road traction of the Grabber AT2, General has a tire that will help get you where you need to go. So let us take you on your next big adventure. Tweet us at General Tire, hashtag anywhere is possible, because with General Tire, anywhere is possible. When looking for a new wheel for your off-road vehicle, car, truck, or UTV, the choice is easy. You choose what the pros use. Rob McCachron, Keegan Kincaid, and myself, Jim Beaver, all exclusively use Vision Wheel, whether we're dominating Baja, taking the cup at Cranon, or shredding UTVs. Vision Wheel's trend-setting designs and durability will set you apart from the competition and your friends. Check out visionwheel.com or at visionwheel on social media to learn more. Looking to have some fun on four wheels? Dirtfish Rally School has you covered. Packing as much adrenaline and adventure as you can handle into high-performance all-wheel drive and rear-wheel drive Subaru rally cars is where the fun begins at Dirtfish. Just 30 minutes outside of Seattle and Snoqualmie, you'll get a chance to train up to three full days with some of the country's best instructors and be put through the high-octane rush of rally on mud, dirt, and tarmac. Get started today and call 425-888-7715 or visit us online at dirtfish.com and use code 911 for a 15% discount. Life is all about sound, the sound of sports, the sound of the racetrack, and the sound of your vehicle. Don't drive around listening to this. Drive around listening to the sound of performance. Gibson Performance. Gibson Performance Exhaust is the company who can turn this into this. Remember that life is all about sound, and Gibson Exhaust is the sound of performance. Check out your next catback exhaust system, headers, muffler, or UTV exhaust at GibsonPerformance.com and get more power and more sound. Like what you hear? Catch all the back episodes of the Down and Dirty Radio Show on Apple Podcast, and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Welcome back to the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. 
Uh, Jim Beaver, I've been uh, here on hold with my good friend Andrew Carlson. Uh, you know him from the championship off-road circuit, uh, Red Bull athlete, former snowcross racer. Uh, we are knee-deep in this interview. And, uh, you know, before uh, we went to break, Andrew, we were, we were talking uh, talking some setups. Yeah, I'm probably the one guy that can actually I, I understand what you're saying because we have, you know, the the couple desert races a year here in Parker and it's my backyard. So we test, it's where I grew up in. I've been running these trails for, you know, 25 years since I was a kid and uh, you know, and it's like I know every rock, every stick, every tree, every bush. So, I, you know, I've got 15 laps around the race course, you know, around the 100-mile race course before the race ever is set. So everybody expects me to do well, but it's like all of a sudden you drop 70 other UTVs in my class there and you've got dust and you got rocks and holes and chatter bumps. And I'm like, like you said, like, yeah, you feel like the extra pressure because you're at home and everybody expects you to do well because you're hometown track. But then it's like, you, they don't realize like it's a completely different track on race day than everything you've been out, you know, testing and, and playing on, you know? Yeah. You know, and it's funny and, and I'm not the type where I'm going to argue with guys about it or whatever. I just kind of smile and say, yeah, like yeah, it's, it's awesome to be at our home track, but um, yeah, it, it definitely throws another element. And I think the biggest thing is just it's, I'm very, I like to get in the swing of my program, right? Like I'm, I'm comfortable with, with how I do things and the way I've done them. And, and when I come here, it, it's different because I got all these buddies here and all this family and I'm getting pulled into, yeah. you know, it'd be like if you're racing at the mint and all of a sudden they wanted to have you come help you fix the track. You're like, man, I don't really have anything to do with that, but at the home track, it's like, I, I feel responsible that I have to, to pitch in and help out. And, and not that I w- don't want to, but it's just like, yeah, your, your uh, race day it, routine a lot, is a lot going on for sure. Yeah. So you're sitting, uh, you know, at the top of the pro mod point standings right now, I believe you're third in pro four. We're at the halfway point of the season. I mean, uh, you know, what, what's it going to take for you to, you know, keep on top in pro mod and uh, start, you know, chipping away there at Kyla Duke and, uh, and CJ there at the top of the pro four standings. Yeah, I mean, both classes are, are tough. I think there's, um, if anyone said, gave you a clear answer to that question and, and laid it out perfectly how they're going to win, they'd probably be lying. But, uh, you know, it, it's tough. I think the biggest thing is just keep our confidence high and, and, and stick with what we know. And and uh, the big thing in UTV is, is if it's not broke, don't fix it. And then I don't put anything on that car that I don't test. So that's how I feel like we can keep this uh, the car so reliable and not we're not having issues with it and and stuff and um, so obviously keep that but at the same time we're going to be testing still and, and getting faster and I you know we're we're going to take the car out tomorrow um, I'm big fan of putting putting the work in and uh, during the week and and then coming the weekend um, we know what we got so um, in the UTV um, I think it's just being consistent we need to be finishing every race and. We've only missed the podium once, and I'm planning on that being my worst finish of the year. It was a fifth. So, um, you know, I the Yamahas are fast when we get on the big tracks just because they're sequential. They don't have the belt drive. So um, it's tough coming there. Um, but at the same time, we won the World Cup there last year. So it's kind of, uh, I don't know. I don't even know. I just, I think I need to go in each weekend uh, individually, uh, you know, and assess it and, and see how we're feeling and uh, just push the car. To where I know I can go and, and be fast. And the biggest thing is I feel like I don't really get out drove in the UTV. Um, I feel like I'm putting that thing clicking off as fast as lab as anybody. And if I'm not, it, I feel like I have mechanical issues or, or something like that. So I'm not super, I don't lose a ton of sleep about uh, 
getting in that thing and driving it fast. Um, but the, the Pro 4, on the other hand, is a handful, right? It's <laughs> the reason it's the, the top class. If, if anybody could just hop in there and then hold their wick and, and get on top of the box, they would. Um, you know, I think that thing is in the same right. You got to be finishing too. And I think that is and what ended up hurting us this weekend a lot. Like I've been, I broke a lot here just because I, I can be aggressive on the first lap just because I'm comfortable and, and, uh, and all that at my home track and it's bitten me before. Um, so the first day we, we just, we, we qualified first and we drew an eight. So we had to start in the back and I knew I wasn't going to get the first on, you know, the first couple laps. So I kind of decided to let the race come to me and, uh, we ended up getting the third, but it took a little longer. So, you know, long story short, I think just being consistent and finding that perfect balance of pushing, but not breaking, um, is going to be key winning the pro four champions. So, um, you know, I, I'm not going to be looking at points as, as much in the pro four, just because I know if I go out and win, the points will come. Um, and I can't control who else is finishing and how they're finishing, but, um, I know that we're capable of winning in that car and we just need to go do it. So, um, coming to Lena, I really like the tight technical tracks. I think it's somewhat similar to ERX. Um, it's definitely tight into the pro four though. I know like last year over half the field crashed there and flipped and rolled the thing. Even, even guys like Kyle are crashing. So a big thing is going to be there keeping it on all four. And, uh, yeah, and I think in both cars, it's that way. You just, we know we're fast, but we've got to be consistently fast and then keep, keep the cars running. Yeah. So one last question before we let you go. Obviously, you know, you've got uh, a heck of a snowmobile career before you made the full-time transition into uh, the off-road stuff. You, you miss being on the sled at all come wintertime? I know, uh, you know, obviously you guys have hosted all kinds of events there at ERX, things like that. You ever get the itch to uh, to do a little little snowmobile racing at all? Yeah. When I, well, we had two of the big national races here, which is what I used to do. And um, I had a lot of fun watching them and I had a lot of people ask me that and I did not want to be out there one bit. Um, it made my knees hurt just watching. So, um, on the snowcross side, the, you know, racing pro open, the big dog stuff. Um, you know, I kind of had my time there. Um, it's fun, but it also is a big commitment and it's a big sacrifice on your body. You got to be willing to get hurt and, um, you know, getting in these trucks now, I, I can have more of a rush just cause I didn't grow up doing it and it's newer to me and, and I can get I can get that fix of adrenaline and all that in it, and um, you know I don't limp up the stairs afterwards either. So it's a nice mix that way. But um, it doesn't mean I don't ride. I I've actually gotten into racing these older sleds. We had a a couple of big events at ERX last winter, and one of them was it was the first event I've ever put on solely. Pittsburgh um, National it was like 2,000 and older sleds, and it was like 40 below, and we still had like 200 entries and. Yeah, it's just fun. It's it's more for in the winter when I do snowmobile, it's all about fun. So, um, you know, just not not big intimidating races and just having fun on snowmobiles because, like you said, I grew up doing it and it's something that I get a lot of joy from doing. And uh, you know, I still have some ability to ride there. And um, but yeah, we're going out west and trail riding and, and just doing it around my family. My my son uh, loves snowmobiling. He's only two last winter, but uh, he was out ripping a lot and and it's fun for me to watch you know kind of him in that role and and uh you know i'm gonna encourage him to be on four wheels in a cage if he if he can but uh, i have a feeling he'll probably want to race sled so we'll, we'll probably still be going to the tracks and uh and a lot of that and, and obviously we still have a huge love for it and 
and still have races at at, at ERX, whether I'm racing or not. Um, but yeah, it, it's fun. I think, you know, I still pay homage to it, right? That's a lot of the reason why I'm in off-road because I had a, a player's factory ride and, and sled and I got hurt and I started racing razors and, and here we are. So um, I still enjoy it. And yeah, it's, it's an awesome way to, to have fun in, in the winters up here and uh, it's cool. Yeah, you uh, you tried out any of the timber sleds? You jumped on any of the snow bikes? I did. I actually got one. I didn't get out last winter just because we had a, a newborn and just busyness with life, obviously. But um, I got one the year before, and and it. I was obsessed with it all winter. I was riding <laughs> it. Um, they're a lot. They're a lot of fun out in the mountains. Um, not as much fun around here, um, just because we don't get the snowpack. But uh, they're they're amazing. They're super fun, and and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to getting on them again this winter. Yeah, oh, I know they have a, every year. They always have the X Games qualifiers there at ERX. Uh, you gonna get one of those itches where it's like, oh, we're just gonna go throw the bike on the track, see if we can qualify into X. No, I definitely <laughs> won't be doing that. No, just just because I know I've been there, I've done that, and I know that if I just the way I roll, and we we kind of talked about this earlier, but like the way we do things. If, if I'm going to do it, I want to do it hundred percent and yeah. I don't want to bring a knife to a gunfight. And I know if I go try to do that, it's going to suck up a ton of time and I'm going to be super committed to doing it. And, um, you know, just at this stage, I'm, I'm focused on being a great dad and husband and then winning pro four and UTV races. Those are, that's what I want to do. And that's what's on my mind. And, uh, you know, I just, I'm going to stay focused on those. Awesome. Well, Andrew, always fun catching up, my friend. Uh, congratulations on uh, you know on the the big victories this weekend there at ERX, and uh, you know, good luck the rest of uh, the rest of the season. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate you having me on. Thank you. And uh, always fun catching up with uh, Andrew Carlson. Been a while since he's been on the show, but uh, you know, I I always you know I'm probably going to get into this with uh, with Pleasant Cook, but I've always been enamored with the athletes and people in this industry, the motorsports industry, automotive industry. That can continue to reinvent themselves. I feel like uh, you know it's it's one of those things where you you always have to keep on evolving. Um, you know, obviously he was a snowcross racer, and at some point you tap out on that. You know, and you, you've got a lot more longevity of a career when you're in a roll cage. And I feel like Andrew saw that, you know, and, uh, you know, racing snowcross, racing motocross is a young man sport. You know what I mean? And uh, um, it just is, you know, and you, you reach a certain age, you're just not competitive. I and mean, we saw Levi LaValle. Levi is one of the greatest of all time. Um, and Levi tapped out on the racing side, stayed on with the freestyle side. And now he's, you know, doing content and he's a team owner and things like that. But, you know, he kind of evolved. You know, he, he goes, I, I can't compete with these young guys anymore. I just can't do it. So, uh, you know, he started concentrating on freestyle and, and free ride and content. And, you know, and obviously he's got an amazing infrastructure there where they're bringing up young and upcoming uh, snowcross athletes through their system, things like that. But he 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 adapted, you know, Um and I feel like uh, Carlson, same way. You know, there's a year or two I think where he was doing a little of both, uh, and then he went full time into uh, into short course. You know, and and uh, they've got an amazing facility there at ERX, and he's totally dedicated to it, and he's becoming one of the best in the world at it. You know, but it was one of those where he saw that you know he had a shelf life in short course, and uh, you know, and it was time to uh, time to time to make a change, and uh, you know, and he's kept his career going, and I think to be a professional athlete. 
uh, action sports or a professional race car driver nowadays, you have to you, you have to do that. You know, you got to keep keep pushing ahead, keep looking for new opportunities. You know, and Carlson family, uh, you know, they own ERX or part owners in ERX, and they've got their race shop there, but they're doing events. I know Nitro Rallycross is coming there. They've got the ERX short course event. They've got a bunch of snowcross and snow bike stuff. They've got uh, trade shows that are coming in there. Um, you know, and, uh, they've really put a, a nice package together for, uh, for partners and B2B and, and they're the total package. You know, there's a few people that check all the boxes in motorsport and, uh, Carlson's definitely doing that. You look at, uh, you know, you look at a guy, you know, we, we talk about Ken Block, you know, but he's got his hands in a bunch of different things. Travis Pastrana, things in a bunch of different things, you know, um, Cameron Steele on the desert racing side, hands in a bunch of different things, you know. Um, myself, you know, we've got this show. I've got race programs. I'm an agent. We've got a media company, um, TV shows, radio shows. I mean, it continues to uh, to evolve, and uh, I think that's uh, that's one of the key things. You know, you got to keep pushing forward, have your hands in a bunch of different cookie jars. And i got to tell you, man, Andrew Carlson, uh, you know, Carlson Motorsports, uh, they check all the boxes, and they do a phenomenal phenomenal job at it and uh stoked to see the successes he's had especially with this new uh you know razor platform uh man they have put in the work they put in the time and they've proven that uh you know the razor platform is uh as far as short course goes man it is just as good if not better than anything else out there you know for the longest time it was all yamaha 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 when you're talking short course and uh uh, man, Polaris and the Carlson camp and, and Robert Loire, they have completely stepped up. And uh, let me tell you, they are, uh, they are bringing the heat in short course. And uh, it's got everybody backpedaling at this point. Like, how, how do we catch these guys? Because uh, Andrew, man, he is like a rocket. Uh, obviously, short course racing this weekend, uh, Dirt City, uh, Lena, um, Lena, Wisconsin. Uh, you can get all the information on that championship off roads website, live stream. They're doing it on uh, YouTube, Facebook, all the good stuff. So you can watch those races Saturday and Sunday uh, on the live stream. If you're tuning in the show nationally, yes, you, it could, you know, flip the dial or I guess watch that as you're listening to this. I don't know, but that's going on. So, uh, yeah, good stuff. We got good stuff ahead. You know, this is our number one. We still got our number two to come. And uh, let me tell you, our number two, we got Pleasant Cook, a.k.a. 4x4 Barbie. We got my buddy Chris Leone. He's going to be calling in live on site from the New England Forest Rally. So, yeah, we got a lot more to come right here on the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-410-4771. 800-410-4771. 800-410-4771. That's 800-410-4771. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill. 
But I was out of options. I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time. Time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. Ah, well, good stuff with Andrew Carlson here on the Gentle Tired on a Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Uh, wrapping up hour number one. Uh, we still got another hour yet to come, and uh, we uh, got a big hour yet to come. Hour number two, we've got um, my good friend, uh, racer, automotive influencer, Pleasant Cook, coming up. And we've also got Chris Leone, who will be calling in from on-site at the New England Forest Rally. Uh, really excited to uh, hear what's uh, what's going on there. We got Travis Pastrana, Ken Block, David Higgins, uh, Brandon Semenik, all doing battle there at uh, at uh, what is it uh, in Maine, Newry, Maine, Sunday River Resort. Uh, really looking forward to uh, hearing what Chris has to say. So big stuff coming up. Uh, if you uh, want to hit me up? You got any questions for our guests? Want to know what's going on in New England? Want me to answer any of your questions? I will have some time in hour number two. Hit me up. It's at Jim Beaver fifteen on on the social media machine and uh, we will get those answered uh in the show uh, pretty much i can promise you that i'm hoping but uh yeah uh hour number two um we will have some time for those. So, uh, yeah, it is. Uh, it has been a great hour number one. I'm getting news uh, right now, and uh, you know, from uh, from New England, uh, the New England Forest Rally looks like uh, after stage one, it was only a little over five miles long. But Barry McKenna is leading. Ken Block is in second. Brandon Simonick third. David Higgins fourth, and Travis Pastrana fourteen seconds back in the fifth spot. So Concord Pond, one of the uh one of the most exciting stages on the North American stage rally circuit. Um, you know, it's just uh, got this, you know, one of the most iconic jumps in North American rally. Um and uh, they run that twice. So uh, gonna turn around and they're gonna do it all again. So I'm sure at some point this hour we will have updates in regards to that as well. Uh and a whole lot more right here on the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio show powered by Polaris Razor. Don't go anywhere.
USA Radio News with Tim Berg. President Biden says the nation's resources are again being stretched by raging wildfires. Meeting with several governors, Biden citing extreme heat and prolonged droughts. Since our our last meeting, the number of large, uncontained wildfires has nearly doubled to 66, 66 of those fires. The number of firefighters on the job to battle them has tripled. Crews in Pennsylvania and New Jersey are cleaning up after tornadoes left a trail of damage. One touching down near Benslam, Pennsylvania, the twister ripping through a car dealership and mobile home park, flipping over vehicles and blowing down power lines. It just looked like a a TV show. It just looked like a bomb went off. I mean, it's gone. You know, I've been doing this for 34 years. I never saw that kind of devastation from a storm. Benslam Fire Chief Frederick Heron, USA Radio News. They're calling it the new socialism. More and more Democratic lawmakers want everyone to get a basic income, even if they don't work. Free health care, free college, and more. Now, every night this week, Rob Schmidt is on Newsmax pushing back on the new socialism and its leaders like AOC and Bernie Sanders. Joe Biden's spending programs are already costing you trillions as inflation is soaring. If you care about your money, you need to watch Rob Schmidt tonight. Find out why socialism doesn't really work and how it actually can cost you a lot. Get Newsmax TV on all major cable systems. If your operator doesn't carry it, call them and demand Newsmax or you can switch. Also, find Newsmax for free on most streaming systems like Roku, Samsung, LG, Pluto, Zumo, and more. Or download the free Newsmax app on your phone and watch it anywhere. More than 30 million Americans are tuning into Newsmax because it's news they can trust. Geologists are taking note of a massive earthquake in Alaska. The largest earthquake in the U.S. in the last half century produced a lot of shaking, but spared Alaska any major damage. The magnitude 8.2 earthquake was reported about 10.15 on Wednesday. It struck just south of the Alaska Peninsula, nearly 500 miles southwest of Anchorage. The quake was 60 miles offshore and 29 miles below the surface of the water. Many people along the coast were given warnings to evacuate due to the threat of a tsunami. From the USA Radio News Pacific Northwest Bureau, I'm Wendy King. A ban on evictions is expiring tomorrow. The most recent extension on the moratorium from the CDC pushed it to July 31st. However, any future extensions have been hampered by the Supreme Court and the White House, insisting they don't have the authority to extend it. You're listening to USA Radio News. Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-215-5141. 800-215-5141. That's 800-215-5141. Republicans on Capitol Hill taking issue with new mask mandates being issued by the CDC. Republican Representative Dan Crenshaw of Texas appeared on Fox News' prime time on Thursday night and took issue with the latest masking guidelines, telling viewers they should resist lockdowns and mandates. turns out they're citing a single study from India. And that study, by the way, is assessing a, a vaccine that isn't approved in the U.S. It's assessing the AstraZeneca, AstraZeneca vaccine. 
we, dig, we dug a little further, and it turns out that that study was also rejected in peer review. Crenshaw says the CDC's actions are political. From the USA Radio News, West Texas Bureau, I'm Brad Bernards. Now a COVID-19 vaccine booster is available to many people in Israel. Today, Israeli Prime Minister Naftali Bennett saying the only way we can defeat COVID is together. Together means sharing methods, technologies, insights, and actionable steps. Israel is open uh, to share all the information that we can uh, gain from this uh, bold move. We're going we're gonna to win. And finally, it was on this day back in 1965 when President Lyndon Bain Johnson signs Medicare, a health insurance program for elderly Americans, into law. At the bill signing ceremony, former President Harry Truman was enrolled as Medicare's first beneficiary. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845-800-760-1845-800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Thanks for tuning in to the Down and Dirty Radio Show. Available live online in syndication on networks across the U.S. and available internationally on the American Forces Network. Welcome to hour number two of the Gentle Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor Rock and Rolling. Got a great show so far. Uh, Andrew Carlson in hour number one. Uh, we've been bringing you uh, updates courtesy of Dirtfish Rally. Find out more information on the web at www.dirtfish.com. Uh, and use the coupon code JimBeaver15 for 15% discount at Dirtfish um, on those rally classes. Yes, our coverage of uh, the New England Forest Rally has been brought to you by Dirtfish. Uh, obviously, they've got an extremely high amount of coverage. Uh, they're covering it in depth. So uh, you're tuning in. You want uh, up-to-date, up-to-minute info from the New England Forest Rally, go to Dirtfish.com, and they've got it all lock-loaded dialed in as we said before we went to break stage one is down stage two coming up we've got uh, leading is barry mckenna followed by ken block followed by brandon Seminick, david higgins and travis pastrana that is your running order that is your top five at the new england forest rally uh we've got pleasant cook coming up uh and then after pleasant we will have chris leone my media director he is on site at the new england forest rally helping out david higgins taking photos doing some social media he will be uh on the show uh giving us a report on everything that's happening here day one at nefr so uh yeah looking forward to uh chris on that got questions for chris 
Got questions for me at Jim Beaver 15 on the social media machine. Probably Twitter be the best way to get a hold of us right now. But uh, yeah, we got that going on, man. We got a ton of stuff happening uh, all across the board here on the show. Like I said, we're doing live coverage of that. We've got some big news to get into at some point. I don't know. We might be able to sneak it in. We might not here on the show today, but uh, we have uh, some big news coming out of the world of off-road. Uh, Ken Block, he's going to be running the Ball 1000. We've been seeing like the Hoonigan Media Machine just continually dropping content in regards to that. He's also coming up. He's racing Vegas to Reno here in two weeks. I will be in action in that race as as well, but uh, Ken Block racing Vegas to Reno. Um, so uh, kind of looking forward to uh, to seeing how he does in the first desert race. I think it's a really, really good idea for them to get him a tune-up race uh, for the Baja 1000. Vegas to Reno is definitely a good one for that. I think with, uh, you know, kind of the open fire roads, uh, I think Ken will do really, really well there. I think he will in Baja as well. Definitely a great starting point compared to something like the Mint 400. But uh, yeah, um, it is definitely, uh, definitely been a fun show. whole lot more to come. Uh, we are going to uh, take a short commercial break, and then when we come back from that ble- break, we're going to have Pleasant Cook, a.k.a. 4x4 Barbie. She's going to be lock-loaded right here on the show on the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. I'm Polaris rider Jim Beaver. I race trophy trucks professionally, host a Down and Dirty Radio Show, and also travel the country announcing motorsports events. I've seen it all, and trust me, I've done most of it, so when it comes time to relax on the weekend, nothing is better than taking time with my family in our Razor vehicles. They've got the reliability I need to just pick up and go explore the desert dunes or trail and have the capability to attack even the harshest terrain. If you're looking for some of the most reliable and safest and hands-down most capable off-road machines in the world, look no further than Polaris and their award-winning lineup of Razor vehicles. Whether you want your daughter to experience off-road driving for the first time in a Razor 170 like me, take the entire family out in a Razor XP4 1000 on the weekend, or shred the desert and dunes in the all-new Razor XP 1000 Fox Edition, Polaris has you handled. Take my advice and join me and some of the best drivers in the world by driving a Polaris Razor. Check out the full Polaris Razor lineup at Polaris.com or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Polaris. Polaris Razor. Your life demands a tire that provides durability, comfort, and performance, and that's what General Tire delivers for you. From the all-season grip of the Grabber UHP to the comfort and on-road manners of the Grabber HTS to the durability and off-road traction of the Grabber AT2, General has a tire that will help get you where you need to go. So let us take you on your next big adventure. Tweet us at General Tire, hashtag anywhere is possible, because with General Tire, anywhere is possible. From the 2018 Master Distillers of the Year comes a bold new American whiskey and fistful of bourbon. Their whiskeys have been award-winning for generations. Now they're going all-in on bourbon, blending five straight whiskeys to create a big, balanced bourbon that stands apart from everything else. So grab yourself a fistful of bourbon, a blend of five bourbons created with over 100 years of whiskey blending experience. It ain't just a bourbon, it's a damn fistful. Please enjoy responsibly. Looking to have some fun on four wheels? Dirtfish Rally School has you covered. Packing as much adrenaline and adventure as you can handle into high-performance all-wheel drive and rear-wheel drive Subaru rally cars is where the fun begins at Dirtfish. Just 30 minutes outside of Seattle and Snoqualmie, you'll get a chance to train up to three full days with some of the country's best instructors and be put through the high-octane rush of rally on mud, dirt, and tarmac. Get started today and call 425-888-7715 or visit us online at dirtfish.com and use code 911 for 15% discount life is all about sound the sound of sports the sound of the racetrack 
and the sound of your vehicle. Don't drive around listening to this. Drive around listening to the sound of performance. Gibson Performance. Gibson Performance Exhaust is the company who can turn this into this. Remember that life is all about sound, and Gibson Exhaust is the sound of performance. Check out your next catback exhaust system, headers, muffler, or UTV exhaust at GibsonPerformance.com and get more power and more sound. Like what you hear? Catch all the back episodes of the Down and Dirty Radio Show on Apple Podcast, and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. I'd like to welcome one of my guests this week to the show, uh, my good friend Pleasant Cook. I'm going to say formally known as 4x4 Barbie because I feel like you have completely morphed out of that, and you're just Pleasant Cook to me now. So, But uh, welcome to the show, Pleasant. <laughs> well, hey, y'all. Thanks for uh, having me on here. Yeah, I definitely agree on Kind of more into, I guess, like a UTV Barbie than anything at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> UTV Barbie. Well, you know what, though? I think that's uh, that's the key to this industry, though. Like, what do they say? Adapt or die, right? Uh, I feel like we all exactly. have to be morphing. I mean, I know what I was doing 10 years ago when I started this show, and I know what I'm doing now, and it it's completely different. But I feel like if you're not consistently reinventing yourself or innovating what you're doing, I feel like you, you kind of get left behind, you know? Oh, exactly. I always laugh because even, like, on Instagram now – I'm trying to make TikTok or real videos, and I have, like, no clue what I'm doing. And I'm, like, just thinking to myself, yeah, exactly, after die at this point. <laughs> <laughs> TikTok, yeah, that that's one, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> TikTok and real videos, it's kind of entertaining. I can go on TikTok and kind of lose myself in it because there is some really creative stuff. And then there's some stuff I'm just, like, like, look at yourself in the mirror. Did you realize you just <laughs> did that? Like, And you're putting it out there for the world to see. Like, it's crazy. Exactly. I always laugh at like the people that get caught making the videos, and they're more embarrassed they got caught making them, but yet they're putting them online for everybody to see it. And it's like, all right, yeah. all right. I don't do any of the dances though. I can't. I can't dance. I'm more trying to like video something funny or something. But <laughs> yeah, that, that's me. I like a lot of mine's like weird race car clips, stuff like that. You know that I post. But uh, yeah, my TikToks, oh, exactly, my yeah. TikToks, pretty pretty lame. Um, but I, I think <laughs> you know what's funny about TikTok is is like. When I was growing up, like you go to a school dance or something, right? Like there was all the wallflowers. Everybody was scared to dance. Nobody wanted to dance. It was yep. like a big deal, like to get out on the dance floor to invite somebody to dance. And now, like that generation, like they're posting all these dance videos and stuff like that. I'm like online. I'm like, you know, and obviously there were probably no school dances last year because of COVID. But I'm like, do kids like now is is that whole thing? Have they shed the wallflower thing and everybody dances or just dance on TikTok? <laughs> yeah, no. Like I always left my little cousin. Um, they always try to learn all the TikTok dances. And they're, like, sitting in, like, the Walmart parking lot, like, doing dances, like, walking through, like, the aisles and stuff. I'm like, you guys have a lot more confidence than I ever did growing up. <laughs> right? And may, I don't know. Maybe that's a good thing about social media. We talk about all the downsides of social media, but maybe that's a good thing. Kids have been more confident. They come out of their shells. And I don't know if they're only that way on social media or if they actually do it in, in real life, you know? I, I don't know the answer yeah. to that. Which either way, it really is pretty pretty good for kids to grow that confidence that they have now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and uh, you know the, the thing that I guess worries me is is like you and I are are, are 
people, you know, we're, we're people, we're a people person or people, people. I don't know how we would say that when you're referring to two people, but you know, you and I go out, we yeah. meet people, we talk with people, we have conversations. And I think like this generation growing up now, like they've spent so much time online and they got no problem chatting online and, and texting and messaging and, and things like that. But I don't know that they know how to do what we do where you're actually out at an event, shaking hands, meeting people, saying hi, having conversations in real life. Like they know how to text, they know how to message, do they know how to talk? You know, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. They're like, I guess learning to carry your personality from like online and person as well. It's like a whole nother, it's a whole nother like trait to learn really in this business. And it's going to be interesting to see in the next couple of years to see how that progresses. Yeah. How are you growing up versus now? And I, I know like you're still very young, but uh, you know, when, when did you really start coming into your own and kind of breaking out of your shell or were you like, as a kid, were you, were you always kind of outgoing? I mean, I was always pretty talkative. Um, like my mom used to say, like I would make friends with everybody, anybody. Like I did a lot of patches and stuff growing up, and I'd make friends with like the other little girls, and uh, pretty much talk to any, like literally everybody. I was always that kid, like um, at church on Sunday, like my grandma would bring little suckers, and I would hand them out to all the little kids. Like I was always just that, like that outgoing person that wanted everybody to be my friend kind of thing. And I kind of lost that a little bit in middle school. Um, but kind of gained it back with my confidence that I got from it. And then, yeah, I don't, I don't really know. I guess I've always just been a very talkative person. I mean, my nickname growing up was motor mouth. So <laughs> that tells you anything. <laughs> yeah. So you, you morphed from motor mouth to four by four Barbie to now you're just exactly. pleasant cook. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't know that we wanted to put motor mouth out there because I'm sure at some point somebody's going to listen to this and that's going to come back to haunt you just a little bit. <laughs> uh, probably. It's okay, though. It's all right. I feel like. Like there's a lot of things I've done in my life that can come back and haunt me. It's fine. Yeah, I, I know you pretty well to know you don't really have many skeletons in your closet. <laughs> you know, no, <laughs> no, nothing not too really. bad. Especially my TikTok videos. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so how's things been? I know it's been a while since I've had you on the show. I mean, it's actually been probably too long. You and I chat, text, you know, no, you know, see each other at events quite a bit. I know we yeah. had this the thing for a while where it was, we were calling each other stalkers. We'd be like at the most random of random places. <laughs> And run into each other, um, but they got Walmart. Yeah, hey Jim, we even live here. What are you doing? Near July? Yeah, no, it was like for the audience listening in. It was literally there was a, a stretch for about a year and a half where Pleasant and I would literally be in the most bizarre places around the country and run into each other, and <laughs> and it was just like, wow, oh hey, what's up, Pleasant? Like so weird. <laughs> Every single time, too. It it did not matter what kind of event it was. At some event, we would see each other. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Hey. (laughs) So, you know, obviously, what's been going on? What's been going on, though? I mean, obviously, you know, people know you as 4x4 Barbie and, and things like that. I And I, you know, I know you as a person, and I know how you've kind of morphed, and I'm really impressed with the trajectory your career's been on. And we'll talk about that. But, you know, what's been going on? Because you were, you were doing the mini monster truck thing. You were doing a lot of the uh, 4x4 shows, things like that. That's kind of how people got to know you and, and when you really started getting your following. But you really, truly have morphed into a real race car driver, driving UTVs. I know you're doing some desert racing, some short course racing, things like that. Like that i mean how you know how have things been the last couple of years since we were really caught up on air and and how are you liking this kind of new direction your career is heading um yeah, i mean it's definitely been different since the last time i or since 
even the first time I talked to you, just thinking about how much that's changed too. Um, I've definitely uh, shifted my focus more towards racing and kind of getting out there and just having a lot of fun with that. It's a, definitely a different industry compared to the trucks and the Melissa truck scene, which well, the truck scene is fun and all, but I mean, getting out there and being able to race these people and just the adrenaline rush from it. And I mean, even the occasional rollover and <laughs> it's just, it's been a lot of fun. I mean, it's been a crazy, definitely just even this year um, after COVID with that canceling a lot of events, it left us open to really focus on racing and building the cars and getting things ready and stuff like that. And, I mean, like you said, desert racing, I just kind of threw that on our plate or threw that just building a car and kind of getting that thing ready for the rest of the season. Um, it's, it's just, it's been unreal. I don't even know how else to put it. Just, it makes me speechless of just how much and how far I have come from the last time. Yeah. You know, and one thing that has impressed me about your kind of shift to, uh, you know, to, to UTV racing, stuff like that, a lot of, a lot of people come in, um, both men and women, and, and they've got like this, I don't want to say a chip on their shoulder, but an arrogance, like, I'm going to come in, I'm going to dominate, I'm going to kick everybody's ass, like, yeah. I'm going to be a, I'm going to be a badass. And, and you kind of came in very <laughs> humble. You know, and you came in, you're like, yeah. hey, I know I've got a lot to learn. Um, we're probably not going to be the fastest at the beginning, but you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna put in the work. I'm going to put in the effort, and, you know, we're going to get better. And, uh, you know, you've had, like, I think you had a, you know, a wreck earlier this year, and you kind of, you know, were making fun of yourself, you know, 4 by 4 crashy, I think you were calling yourself, and things like that. But, <laughs> like, it, it shows a lot about you as a person, and this is just me as a friend talking, um, because a lot of people wouldn't do that. You know what I mean? They do come in with that chip on their shoulder and an arrogance and we're going to do this. And, and the way you've approached it, you know what I mean? A lot of people create enemies when they came in. And I feel like you've created friends coming in because you've approached it the right way and very humble and Hey, let's get better. And I see it, you know, from last year to this year, the growth and, and the quickness and, you know, are you on the podium? No, not yet. But I, I feel, I see, you know what I mean? The difference in your driving and, and the lap times coming down and things like that. And I do see the direction you're headed and, you know, I applaud you for that because I feel like you've approached it the right way. Yeah. I mean, of course, I mean, you could go in and could be like, I mean, one of my main focuses is I want to win. That's what I want to do. But, I mean, we're all said and done. I mean, it's the same. It's a race. I mean, we're all a huge community. We're all hanging out. We're all, I mean, even, I mean, I just can't believe how, like, well the community works together at these races as well. And I feel like that's not something talked about enough. Um, I know that after I've wrecked several times in my career, I say it's my monster truck coming out of me a little bit. Um, But, uh whenever we do wreck and we do break parts, I mean, there's a whole bunch of people out there that's ready to help that's at these races. Like, Oh, Hey, you need that Polaris, the a arm. Um, you need that, like even random little parts, like you need this. I got it. Come on. I'll help you. Like, we'll we'll fix you up. Like they, everybody, even like the bigger teams and you're walking to like the big race trailers, like, Oh, you need a press. Okay. Here, let me help you out real quick. Like it's just such a nice community. And I mean, I can't even imagine going into it thinking that, I'm better than these people who are so nice and so willing to help. And that's so kind. And I just, I can never get over that. And a whole lot more to come with the pleasant cook. When we return here to the gentle tire down and dirty radio show powered by Polaris razor. 
I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at Low Cost Airlines. 800-754-4531-800-754-4531-800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with a sun protection factor, or SPF, of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. UVA rays age the skin. UVB rays burn. And both cause cancer. But the perfect sunscreen doesn't count if you use it wrong. Don't need sunscreen on a cloudy day? Wrong. 80% of UV rays still get through the haze. Only use sunscreen at the beach? Nope. Anytime you're outside, UV rays attack the skin, so you need protection. And you have to reapply sunscreen every two hours. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov slash sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Thanks for tuning in to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, available live online in syndication on networks across the U.S. and available internationally on the American Forces Network. Welcome back to the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Jim Beaver here, along with my good friend Pleasant Cook, a.k.a. 4x4 Barbie. Have you ever felt like, and I've actually kind of seen this with you, and I, and I fight the same thing. You know, you're, you're very well known. I'm, I'm pretty well known. You know, and you come in and people have these preconceived notions, you know, and, and they meet you and they, they want to hate you. You know what I mean? Because, you know, you're, you're, you've got yeah. this celebrity status, whatever it is, you know. But then you come in and it's like they want to hate you, so they, they're very guarded and, and might be kind of short. And then they get to know you and they're like, oh, she's actually pretty awesome. I kind of like her. I mean, do you <laughs> see that a lot? Because, like, you were one of the nicest people. People I've ever met, but I can see like 
I, I've heard people behind the scenes, oh, that's four by four Barbie, and they'll talk trash. I'm like, do you really know her? Because she's actually awesome, you know. And, and then they, they're like, oh, and then they get to know you, and they're like, yeah, you were right. She's actually really cool. Like, <laughs> do, you, do you feel like sometimes you have that, and it's like th- there's these preconceived notions about you? Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, it's definitely um, it's sometimes harder to make friends, I guess, especially with, like, girls and stuff, just because, I mean, we're girls. We judge each other. We, we do all the time. But um, you definitely can, like, walk into a room kind of deal, and you can feel when people don't really like you. So I always try to make it a notion to try and talk to everybody and um, to kind of just be the, I don't know, just let my personality shine, I guess. Because, I mean, I've definitely, even through, like, Instagram, I've had haters and trolls and stuff and then actually became friends with them after a while in life and then be like, oh, yeah, no, I used to think that you were this person and that you were this type of way, but you're actually really nice and really cool. So I think that, I feel like a lot of it's like they're just, I don't know, it's part of life nowadays. Yeah, I, I think it is. And and like we talked about the good of social media earlier in the interview, and now this is kind of talking about the bad of social media and, and you know, and, and yeah. you know how people kind of judge just about everything you do, and it's all under a microscope. But, you know, going back to the racing, I mean, how are things going? Obviously, uh, you know, you're running, you know, you've been doing short course now for a couple of years, and I feel like you're, you're kind of picking it up. You talked about doing the desert racing stuff. I mean, you know, I, I give you a lot of credit. You've been putting in some practice and some, you know, some lap time, things like that, you know, some laps. And, you know, how, how's things going? How are you feeling about? Uh, you know the upcoming races i'm pretty excited um definitely pretty pumped for bark river uh, for the short course racing we didn't get to that course last year and it's probably one of my favorite courses it's really fast and just fun and i'm very excited to get out there and go uh go on that one so it's pretty good um i just added Speedworks to my roster of help and sponsors and stuff and they're kind of helping me get like my clutching and stuff going with the razor so i mean it's it's been a lot of fun. It's been busy, and we're just trying to make power. And uh, it's like Andrew Carlson's little boy when he was on the stage, like more, more power, baby. So <laughs> that's just what we're kind of—that's our motto right now, I guess. <laughs> more power, baby. Uh, so yeah. So you know, I know you were talking about the desert racing stuff. Uh, obviously, you got—I'm sure you got a new car being built for that. I mean, how are you going to approach that? It's something totally different. I mean, that's that's completely different. I know. Uh, you've been around the Mint 400, things like that, but you know how are you going to approach the whole desert program? Because that's that's a different animal than short course. I mean, honestly, I'm just kind of going in with the mindset that we're here to have fun. I mean, it's a very long trail ride. Is what I keep telling myself. Um, we're just kind of going to go out there and kind of video. Like, we want to do like some kind of vlogging style videos with the like. Um, uh, what like the beginning like all the par- like not the parties but like all hanging out and having all the like the pit party kind of deal and um just kind of really just focusing in on the fun and the adventure of this desert racing i mean i'm building a pro xp right now it's gonna be all pinked out it's gonna be very girly i'm excited to kind of have that to kind of show who i really am um like through this car and just to kind of i don't know i think it's gonna be a lot of fun i'm really excited for it yeah, well, I'm excited too to have you out in the desert. I know uh, you know anything I can do definitely definitely hit me up. I think it's going to be uh, going to be a fun adventure. I call desert racing kind of adventure racing, you know. And obviously, you know, especially yeah. you know, it's you know, obviously it's fast and things like that, but it's you know, to me there's there's a story in every race. You know, when you start doing 4 or 500 miles, exactly. like there's so much of a story from the time you start to the time you get to the finish line. And I could tell a lot of people I'm like, you know, sometimes winning isn't necessarily winning. It's just getting to the finish line of a desert race. And that's what, like, I remember racing with Bold Racing um, a couple years ago, and we had some troubles and stuff like that. And I remember, like, sitting there in the middle of the desert, broke down. They're like, you know, 
I'm really sorry this happened. I'm like, what are you talking about? This is so much fun. Like, this is what you talk about. You don't talk about, oh, yeah, we had a flawless race. Like, everything went perfect and we finished this place. No, it's, oh, my gosh, we breakfast this and this. But it was hilarious because we were sitting out here and this happened. Like, I feel like it's, it adds to the story. You're right. It adds to the story of the race, anything that happened. Yeah. So I know you're uh, getting ready to, uh, I guess, watch a watercross race here. Uh, but I, I, that leads me to another thing. I mean, obviously, you've, you know, you've been in the dirt uh, most of your life. I know you've toyed around with some other stuff. But, uh, you know, any, any interest in other power sports, jumping onto a snow bike or a snowmobile, doing something like that? Or you're pretty, pretty happy with the dirt? I mean, I do like the dirt. I like my traction. I like my roll cage. But I have definitely been getting out there, uh, snowmobiling and stuff more. In the, these past winters, um, just kind of going out west with my boyfriend and stuff. And, I mean, it's a lot of fun. It's definitely different. It's a different lifestyle. But I'm learning it. I'm figuring it out. Maybe you might see me on a snowmobile later on this winter. Maybe not racing just yet. I still got to get the balance part down and the turning. But <laughs> it's definitely been a lot of fun. Yeah. Here's a question. You know, we, we talked about kind of, you know, when you first got your start and you were doing a lot of monster truck shows and four wheel drive, uh, jamborees, things like that. And obviously you're not doing as many of them as, uh, you did before, but it's part of, you miss that, like getting out the jamborees. You've, I'm sure you've got a ton of friends in that, you know, in that arena there and, you know, in the builds and the craziness of, you know, these trucks and stuff like that. Do you, do you miss that? Do you look forward to getting back to those? I do. I, I, it's weird because, like, like we always talk about my age being so young into this industry. I almost feel like I'm old in the truck industry because there's new people coming through, and like I don't get to see as many of my friends as I used to because they'll be getting out of it or something. They'll be new kids, but I definitely miss like the monster truck shows, the community of all the monster truck drivers, um, my friends that drive, and I felt terrible for them this last year with COVID, with a lot of monster truck shows being shut down and stuff, and just not being able to see any of them. It's been it's definitely been different. Yeah. You have any crazy truck builds in the back of your head? Cause I know like, obviously you've, you've kind of become known for some of your truck builds, things like that. You have any crazy builds in the back of your head that you really, at some point want to pull the trigger, start getting some partners together and really go over the top with another one. Oh, always. I have like thousands of builds in my head on the daily. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to build, I know last year with my, or not last year, a couple of years ago when I built my Ford, the camel pink, the candy one. Um, in the beginning, my idea was to do it like a low rider style, but lifted and like kind of like the cool pinstriping, the bright colors, all of that. And I still would really love to do that at some point in my life. But right now I'm just kind of, I'm going to have some new wheels coming on my truck pretty soon. That's going to be pretty exciting uh, or new vision wheels, I should say. Uh, new color stuff like that and i'm kind of excited to wear my little truck right now where that build is going so yeah so uh what else uh what's what's the rest of this year look like for you pleasant uh obviously we got you know you talked about a couple of events we got bark river we got Cranon coming up some uh utv races what uh what else is uh rest of 2021 look like and any exciting plans for 2022 um 2022 haven't got there yet but I know we're going to do some of the desert races. We're going to try to do UTV World Champs and Mint 400, um, stuff like that. Pretty excited. I think we're going to try some of those new legacy races. Uh, That looks like a lot of fun. So we're trying to make it. We're trying to figure out what we're going to do for SEMA, stuff like that. But just pretty much going to have fun. It's got a busy schedule this this next couple months. So. 
Isn't, seeing a lot of content coming from me. <laughs> yeah, isn't that the truth? Like, I was looking at my schedule, and I'm like, I'm pretty much on the road starting here in about the start of August. Like, I think there's one or two weekends I have off for like three or four months. Um, <laughs> it's crazy. And, yeah. like, there's some, some of these weekends, there's like three events on one weekend, and I'm having to decide which event to go to. Like, I feel like now that COVID's kind of come over or, you know, got, you know, and events are, are back, I'm like, uh, people like us, like it's going to be a crazy whirlwind, like fall. I think it's just I'm looking at this, going, man, this is this is crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I was looking um, the other day, and I had one weekend free, and it was two weekends ago. And then from then to like November, I'm booked every single weekend. And yeah, like you said, the hardest part is trying to figure out which event to go through when you have like two or three on the same weekend. It's like, how do you decipher through? Yeah, and they're all good events, and that's what I'm looking at going, holy crap, like, I don't know what my bed's going to look like, you know? Uh, definitely going to have cobwebs exactly. and dust on the pillow or something. Like, it's it's going to be wild. So, uh, yeah, all about that airport life the next couple of months, that's for sure. <laughs> I'm all about that windshield life, apparently. Oh, the windshield life? Oh, Windshield life. Yeah. So you, you drive most of the places you don't get on too many flights? Um. If I'm bringing, like, my car and stuff out, a lot of times I'll just drive and then full trailer, stuff like that. Um, some of the events I'm going to fly to, I think there's some of the offered expos up in, like, Pomona and Scottsdale um, in the next few months I get to fly to. But other than that, I think I'm driving pretty much everywhere. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'm racking up frequent flyer miles. You're putting uh, you're putting miles on the Speedo. So uh, I'm sure we're going to see each other <laughs> at quite a few of them coming up. But then uh, definitely looking forward to it, Pleasant. Of course, yeah. I'll see you probably next week or something. <laughs> For sure. Talk to you soon. Always fun catching up with Pleasant Cook, a uh, young woman in the industry that's uh, definitely uh, doing uh, doing big things. And, uh, you know, always uh, always fun to have her on the show. But uh, we are going to take a short break. We come back. It's uh, going to be Chris Leone calling in from, New- from the New England Forest Rally right here on the Gentle Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Hi, Tom Bodette for Motel 6, leaving the light on for families back on the road. Kids in suitcases jammed in the back, earbuds tangled in the dog, heading to see Aunt Jasmine and her rock garden. Admit it, you missed this. And Motel 6 has been missing you. With our clean, comfortable rooms and great low rates, we've been giving families on the move the perfect roadside rest for almost as long as Aunt Jasmine's been putting rocks in her yard. I'm Tom Bodette for Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. Can you name the three habits of healthy hygiene? We shower, we brush our teeth, and we... Wait a minute. What third habit? Think about it. The pandemics reminded us that the nose is your body's filter against a constant invasion of airborne germs. Your nose traps allergens, bacteria, and viruses. But like any filter, the more it's clogged up, the less it works. Now it's easy to clean your nose with Navage. My name's Martin Hoke, and I did not invent nasal irrigation. It's been around thousands of years, but I did invent Navage to make nasal irrigation easy for everyone. Navage uses powered suction to flush out germs that cause congestion, or worse, can make you very sick. People love Navage. It has 4.7 stars with over 70,000 online reviews. And over 2 million people use Navage to breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and feel healthier. Go to Navage.com or find Navage at Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Target, Bed Bath, and select Walmarts. Make cleaning your nose your third habit. Navage. Clean nose. Healthy life. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic. And maybe they just don't have energy. 
Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call PetJoy right now. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. That's 800-846-2153. Hi, this is Marsha Hawkins of Elevating with Marsha. Join me this week on Elevating with Marsha. We're going to delve into the NFL's new mandate with a vaccine and whether or not some of the players will follow suit with some of the assistant coaches and opt to forego the 2021 NFL season. So tune in where we discuss that. And of course, Aaron Rodgers returned to the Green Bay Packers. Join me, Marsha Hawkins, on Elevating with Marsha this week on Sports Byline USA Radio Network. You're listening to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. All killer. And no filler. Welcome back to the Gentle Tired on a Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. And, uh, man, we've got uh, one coming live from the New England Forest Rally. Chris Leone, my media director, standing by at Sunday River Resort. Uh, we've got uh, at least one stage in the books. I think we'll probably, as we do this interview, we might be getting reports of stage two, Chris. But, uh, man, uh, you know, the big story is, is David Higgins is back and, and this is probably one of the biggest North America or the one of the biggest US rallies I would say in probably the last 4 or 5 years you when you say Chris For sure Jim and you know the first thing though that I've got to say about this event is that I can't talk to anybody here without having just an engine or a vacuum or whatever <laughs> I had to pack up my media just to make sure that you could hear me because they were vacuuming the lodge and then I get on Discord to uh, talk to you, and immediately I've got some guy with a giant pickup just uh, revving his engine behind me. So we're having a real fun time out here. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's a huge entry for NEFR this year. We've got, I think, about 85 cars. You've got all the big names, you know, uh, not only, obviously, the Subaru squad uh, with Pastrana and Seminook and Ken Block running and... Barry McKenna running, but yes, the return, the long-awaited return of David Higgins uh, to American Stage Rally, to an event that he's won multiple times over the years, um, and technically speaking, I believe, was the defending winner of, uh, because there was no 2020 New England Forest Rally, so uh, yep, we're here, Uh, they're out doing uh, the second pass at Concord Pond right now. So it's going to be uh, really exciting to see what uh, those times shake out to be. Yeah, you know, and that's what's funny you mentioned that, you know, about David's return. And obviously when Ken Block returned earlier this year, it was a big deal. Uh, Travis has become kind of a a staple uh, in the championship, so he's kind of expected. But, uh, you know, and obviously I I will just, you know, I I let the disclaimer earlier in the show when I was talking about some stuff that, you know, we represent David. So he's been a close friend of ours for a long time and our company represents him. But you know, that being said, like the, the fan feedback, you know, we say returns, legend returns, everybody's excited about day. It's only been a year and a half since he's rallied. And last year we can, can you know, we can kind of say it didn't even really count because 
because of COVID and everything else. So I'm like, it is funny the fan reception online and and from what I understand on site there uh, about David. And I think, you know, what I've learned from this experience, Chris, is is what he actually means to North American stage rally. You know, because I feel like, I mean, people see him and they just associate it with this championship. Exactly. And so when I was talking to David earlier this morning, he was kind of joking around like, oh, I thought I was going to get a little more backlash, but it's it hasn't been that way. It's been pretty universally positive. It's a lot more important that David is here and that he's running than what he's running in. And that's kind of what everybody has shown over the past week, ever since the announcement finally came out on uh, on Tuesday afternoon early evening so it's it's one of those things where it's really exciting for the sport and now you've got as many heavy hitters as you've had at one time you know and we've and we've cycled through a lot of them right in american stage rally we've had people like listage and we've had people like acp and you know it's one of those things where you usually have four or five bona fide uh threats to podium any given year at least any given good year and now we're stepping back into that range um you know having dh back with mckenna motorsport obviously um barry's still got the uh fiesta that he's brought over for this year and david stepped into one of the different vehicles uh that they have but yeah i mean there there are a lot of really fast cars there are a lot of pieces of kit that when you know, the last time that I was certainly at a stage rally, and it's been quite some time, you know, we didn't have anywhere near this amount of depth in terms of the vehicles. And being able to put, you know, for David to be able to step back into a car that is worthy of his pedigree and his caliber, you know, it just adds one more vehicle that is going to contend for the overall this weekend. Um, it looked like uh, McKenna took the first stage uh, with Ken in second. And then, you know, David and Travis were kind of resuming some of the fights that they've had when they were teammates on that first stage. And I think David was just a tiny bit faster uh, first time around. So it's going to be really interesting to see how it shapes up over the weekend. Obviously, Concord Pond is such an interesting stage with uh, so many jumps, so many crests. David called it a little bit of Finland in the United States. Yeah. And uh, he's certainly not wrong. Yeah, and I, it's funny. I was explaining Concord Pond stage earlier in the show, and that's actually a very good analogy there. A little bit of Finland, and because it's it's got you know the most iconic jump in you know in at least U.S. stage rally. I don't want to say North American rally because I'm not super familiar with uh, with some of the stages up in Canada, um, but I would say Concord Pond absolutely has the most iconic jump in in, in U.S. stage rally. You know, and and you know obviously everybody knows about Finland, and you know, and you see those just amazing WRC shots and stuff like that so you know talking about new england force rally it's kind of interesting chris because i know you know officially this this rally's been around for 30 years as of this year and um there's you know it's become kind of you know the marquee event it's the baja 1000 it's the daytona 500 the indy 500 of u.s stage rally the nefr has kind of become that it one where everybody brings out their big guns their cars people come back for this one um you know a couple years ago we saw m sport send over a two-wheel drive uh 
uh, uh, Fiesta, and and also I think it was an R5 or something at the time. But I, I feel like you know it's funny, and I don't know how it became kind of the iconic U.S. stage rally because. On the other side of the country, you got Olympus that was actually a WRC round at one point. And I feel like this is, you know, this has become the iconic event where you would think it would be Olympus. It's actually any afar. Well, see, Jim, I'm certainly not complaining because even though I had to wake up at 430 in the morning to do it, I'm able to drive to this one and back. So that never <laughs> hurts. Right. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where the drivers really seem to love the stages. They really get excited about you know, what New England has to offer. We've had rain in the forecast. We had a little bit of it during shakedown yesterday. Um, I mean, it's been very rainy here in New England the entire month of July as it is. So that variable, you know, can be a lot of fun for a lot of people as well. You know, I, I don't know. It's sometimes you just have an event that, and this is in any you know, form of racing that just kind of organically can grow into something really exciting and really special and really popular, you know, and it's not always the events that you would expect. I mean, personally, for me, even though this is the one that I grew up going to, you know, when I still think U.S., like you said, Olympus is the first one that I'll think of, and then I'll think of 100 Acre. And then even, you know, LSPR, I'd probably still put on par with New England as well, and not to knock my home region but you know it's just it's really interesting to see how this rally has shaped up but had a great crowd of people for park expo uh earlier this morning everybody was just kind of mobbing around there were so many people excited to see david so many people excited to see ken and travis uh you know we've we've had some really cool vehicles on display here um things were jumping before everybody started kind of rolling out now we're just waiting for uh first service and for everybody to uh, roll back in. Yeah, it's kind of an odd schedule with New England. Like, you know, day one is, is you know, they've got the ceremonial start. they got Park Expo. And then guys go out and what? I think they do Concord Pond twice, which is like five and a half miles, give or take uh, a few tents. But it's like five and a half miles. And then they turn around and they're done for the day. It's like they go and do two stages and then they're done. And then tomorrow's the big day. I mean, it, it's game on tomorrow. There's a lot of stages crammed into one day, but it's like, it's almost like they could have took some of the day two stages, put them in day one, but this year just, you know, it, it's kind of a, an odd schedule. So, you know, I guess it gives the teams a lot of time to regroup uh, going into the big day, which is tomorrow, Saturday. Yeah, we do still have a little bit more to go, uh, you know, later in the afternoon. There are a couple more oh, are there? Okay. stages in there where, where one goes uh, in both directions. And I guess they've added even another brand new stage that splits the two of them. So you're not turning around right away and immediately going in reverse on the same roads. But nonetheless, yeah, there's about twice as much action tomorrow as there is today. It's a much earlier day tomorrow. It's a much longer and more grueling day tomorrow. And yeah, I mean, you know, in some ways today is just kind of a shakedown, you know, that happens to be timed um, and happens to count for something. So, you know, you definitely you'll have a lot of fans uh, really excited about Concord Pond, and I'm sure we'll see some, you know, pretty spectacular photography from that. But really, yeah, Saturday is the heart of this rally. Saturday is the meat of this rally. So, you know, who wins or loses is likely not going to be decided today i don't think anybody's going to take a lead in the stages that they run today that they're just able to carry on through tomorrow without at least a little bit of a threat 
Um, but you know, and especially with these drivers and especially how closely matched everybody is and how talented everybody is. But then again, I mean, like, like any version of point to point racing, really, you know, there are so many variables. You just really never know. Yeah. You know, and I think that's, that's the thing about doing one force rally day two is so grueling day one. Uh, you know, you're not going to win the rally on day one, but you definitely can lose it. I know we saw that a couple of years ago with, uh, with Ramana, uh, you know, he had that R five and Natalie Richard was co-driving and, uh, you know, day one, stage one conquered pond. He cut a little too much and, uh, clipped a rock and, uh, you know, damaged the front wheel. He finished the stage. They got it back to, you know, to, they got it back and, you know, to service and they were able to fix it. But, you know, he lost so much time on stage one that, you know, he was just kind of running for a finish at that point. And, uh, you know, and, and it, that's case in point. I feel like New England Force Rally survived day one and be within touch of the leader. And then day two, then you drop the hammer. Yeah, pretty much. And it's going to be interesting to see how that works out. Going back to David, obviously, this is a car that, compared to the Subarus that he's run for years and years and years, does not have a lot of experience in. So that's going to be a big adjustment. It's just such a different vehicle. Obviously, you know, the size is different. The, um, you know, the engine, every, everything about that car is completely different. And he doesn't have the level of experience in that car compared to the Subaru. Obviously, somebody who's won that many championships has plenty of experience and you can trust to adapt to anything but still you know day one you're probably gonna see a patient david higgins you're probably going to see him tap into that veteran experience and not overdo it in any way especially on conquered pond and just uh kind of take that um you know just just take it stage by stage mile by mile and then put himself in a position where on saturday you know, all right, this is, these are the money stages. This is when it's time to really start rolling and take the fight to Travis and Ken and, you know, and Brandon and even Barry. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the key with David. He's, he's one of the smartest drivers I've ever met. And uh, David, he he's not into blowing people out. You know, he, he's one of those, you win a rally by a second or you win it by 10 minutes, you're still winning. And so David's only going to drive as much as he has to do to win the rally, you know, and, and we've seen that where he holds it back and he holds it back where he's winning stages, but he's still not driving a hundred percent. And then when somebody starts pushing him, he finds that next gear and just drops a hammer and everybody will be like, where did he go? I, he, they're like, we were, you know, within a second of each other, the previous stage and this one, he won by 15, you know, and David's just that guy where he, he is a very smart player and he's never going to play all his cards until, uh, until, you know, the rally's over and you never quite know what you're up against. And I think, like you said, I think he's, he's feeling it out. He's, you hate to say blowing the rust off, but you know, there's probably a little bit of that. Obviously he had the leg injury, um, you know, that he, you know, he had to come through. So he was out of even a, a street car for a long time. And I feel like David's finding finding his groove. And I think day, day two tomorrow, it's really, really going to get interesting. Yeah, and again, that's that's really what's fascinating about this. It's it's somebody just doing it with a completely different uniform, a completely different uh, you know set of wheels beneath them. It's uh, I, I'm trying to think of what's really the best kind of comparison, you know, to just different forms of racing. But when you've seen somebody work with one team that long and be at the top of the mountain with that one team for that long. Anytime you're seeing them in different colors, 
you know, with, with different people around them, it's always really interesting to see how those new combinations get on. So that's really what we're going to be following a lot of this weekend. All right, Chris, I know uh, we could talk all day, but uh, you are on site at New England Force Rally. I know you got to get back to things, and we're up against a time break, but appreciate it, buddy. And uh, we are going to take a short commercial break. We'll be back to wrap up the show after this, right here on the General Tire Down to Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-410-4771. 800-410-4771. 800-410-4771. That's 800-410-4771. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I I never wanted to start using. I I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time. Time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. All right, and we're back here to wrap things up on the Gentle Tired Down to Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Just want to thank all of you for tuning in, uh, whether you're tuning in on Sports Byline, Sirius XM, 
uh, Podcast One, Down and Dirty Show website, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, you know, the U.S. American Forces Network. Uh, absolutely love you guys. Thank you. Thank you for everything uh, that you guys do to continue to support the show. Once again, I'm at Jim Beaver 15 on social media. And please subscribe to us over on Apple Podcasts if you haven't already. Got another show, Project Action, that airs there as well. Um, big thanks to all of our amazing partners in the show. Obviously, General Tire and Vision Wheel, Polaris Razor. Uh, we got Fistful of Bourbon. We've got our good friends at Dirtfish, uh, you know, Rigid Industries, GSP XTV Axles, iRacing. Uh, we've got so many amazing partners that help make this thing happen and keep us in uh, in business, you know, after 10 years. So thank you guys for the continued support of the show. Uh, like I said before, I'm going to be headed up to Sturgis. So uh, hit me up. Uh, you know, we'll be there with Fistful of Bourbon. If you're going to be on site next week, I would love to uh, love to chat with you, love to meet you, and uh, love to have uh, a little bit of whiskey with you. You know, be, be a good time there at, uh, at Sturgis. And, uh, yeah, don't forget, Jim Beaver 15, that'll get you 15% off all class at Dirtfish. Dirtfish.com is the website. And uh, yeah, go and get in on that. And with that, I'm going to sign off for this week. Uh, and we will see you guys next time right here with another General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show powered by Polaris Razor. Have a great week and an even better weekend. You're listening to the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network.